Good evening, everyone. It's your Trauma Talk expert, Elle. I just wanted to check in with everybody and say hello. Happy belated holiday season. I know sometimes the holidays are difficult for people. I myself had a death in the family about a month ago, so I've been busy taking care of some things and getting myself together. But I just wanted to talk tonight a little bit about something that has been weighing on my mind, and that would be um, an individual that I tried to save that passed away. So um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about that just because, you know, people around me, I hear them talking and saying things about people that need support. And can I talk about this and talk about that topic? And so, you know, sometimes I talk about those things, but sometimes I just talk about things that I've experienced too, because I think it's important to self-disclose and to let people hear that it's not just me talking through education. It's me talking through life experience and that we all go through trauma and that we all can be survivors. So I'll be back in a few minutes to talk about that. Hope you join me. Okay, everybody, it's your trauma talk expert L and I'm back to discuss tonight. Um, the loss of a person. So before I discussed the sudden loss of people and how that is traumatizing to us because it's sudden and we're not prepared. So, you know, sometimes, you know, I have to ask myself, is anybody prepared for one to pass? And, you know, I remind myself of when I lost the love of my life and, you know, I don't think I would ever have been prepared. I think he prepared me the best way that he knew how. And I see now the things that he was doing and how I benefited from that. But I still have to go back in my mind and think about we're never really prepared, you know, when we when we lose someone. And so when you think about that being here in the United States or wherever you may be, how you know that someone is terminally ill or you know, grandparents or great grandparents and they're getting older and we think about, you know, it's time, it could be time for them to go, right? But we think about, okay, they're going to go one day, you know, and we can kind of think we're prepared in our mind, but are we really prepared? So I want to talk tonight about how, especially with our soldiers and military who have been overseas and maybe been with someone during their passing. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit because I think it's important that people understand that whether you know the person or not, you can still suffer from PTSD. So, you know, you could be traumatized by seeing somebody be hit by a car. You may have never known them. You may have never seen them in your life. But that affects you, you know, it can affect you crossing the street, it can affect you riding in a car, it can affect you at that intersection. So I think it's important that we embrace ourselves as human beings and we remember that we don't have to be involved specifically with an incident. We don't have to be hands-on. It doesn't have to be someone we know. PTSD can come from just something that you witness something you saw as a child, something you see as an adult, something you see as an elderly person. It could be child abuse, elder abuse. There's so many different things that come into play when we're talking about trauma. So what I'm going to talk about tonight is when I was a police officer, I had responded to 
a call and it was an argument between some individuals and a couple of them um, had been drinking. They all came from a bar and there was a miscommunication or a misunderstanding about a female at the house. So she was leading one gentleman on, but then the other guy, she ended up being intimate with him and there ended up being a fight between the two of them in the kitchen. Well, the one guy was a lot smaller than the other guy. And so he just kind of, you know, was kind of, I guess, intimidated per se. And so, um, you know, when they were arguing back and forth and the, and the larger guy, um, seemed like he was going to come towards him. He picked up this old, um, post or something that was on the counter that they had been looking at. And so he was holding this in his hand. Well, the larger guy pulled out a gun and he shot him. So when I get on scene, of course, I don't know this man. I have no idea who he is. I've never met him before, but he's lying in the kitchen and he's bleeding all over the place. He's lying on the kitchen floor. And so I'm clearing the house and I stopped to him in the kitchen and I said, I'll be right back. So I come back and someone had been trying to put blood, um, put a towel over where he was bleeding to, to stop the bleeding and try to, um, you know, help him. But no one was, you know, everybody was just emotions were so high and everything was so intense and they just weren't able to do that. So I stopped and I was holding pressure on him. I didn't have any gloves or anything. And I looked at him and there's a look in somebody's eye that they get when they're passing. And so it's kind of, um, an empty look. It's almost like the color goes out of their eyes. So what ended up happening is when he's laying on the floor, I'm holding a towel on, um, applying direct pressure to where he's bleeding. And as I'm holding the direct pressure, I said, stay with me. And he was kind of looking off to the left. And so I said, stay with me. And I was tapping his leg and he turned and looked at me and I could see in his eyes, it almost looked like a mirror. His eyes looked like a mirror to me. So I knew that he was fading. And so when I was holding direct pressure on him and saying, you know, stay with me, stay with me. You know, I saw that look in his eyes and he touched me and then his head fell back over to the side Well, then the medics came and they were starting an IV and they were helping him. And I kept saying to him, you know, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. So I remember leaving that night, you know, having blood on myself. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, I can't believe he didn't make it. You know, and it's, and I saw in his eyes, I'd seen that look when, when I was a paramedic and, you know, from people that had been in terrible accidents or, you know, shot or things like that. And I, and I knew what that looked like when there's the mirror, you know, in their eye. And I knew what that was, but somehow in my mind, I thought, okay, well, I applied direct, direct pressure and he was still alive. So maybe he would make it. So hearing that he died really affected me, you know, and to this day, I do still think about it. It's so clear in my mind, him laying there, he was in a plaid shirt and jeans and he was on the floor and he was looking to the side and I tapped him on the leg and I said, stay with me, help is on the way. And he turned and looked at me and I just still in my mind can see the mirror in his eyes. So some of you may be saying, why is she not crying? Why is she not hysterical? Why is she completely calm when telling the story? Well, it's because... I know that I experienced trauma and I know how to process that. So 
it's important that we're able to recognize this and say, I've experienced trauma. I have gone through traumatic things and it has affected me. And I think it's hard for people who work in public safety, like law enforcement or firefighters, paramedics, um, people in the military, because we're supposed to be so tough, right? We're not, we're not supposed to wear our heart on our sleeve. We're supposed to hide our feelings. And so, you know, especially when you're, when you're in those fields, you know, I left from that call, the guy had died. I had to get the blood off my hands and move on to the next, right? Get back on the car and, and do what I had to do. So I never really had time to process that stuff. And so that's what happens. And so it's so important, you know, when you see things or you experience things that is traumatic, that you find somebody that you can talk to just to share your feelings. So in sharing my feelings with you, I don't have any guilt that that man died because I did everything that I could. Do I wish I could have saved him or that what I did was enough? Yeah, of course. And I'll always feel that way because he was young and his family lost somebody that they loved. But in processing that and moving forward, I have to remind myself that everything happens for a reason and everything happens in time. So whatever higher power it is that he answered to or that I answer to, that's who is in control of what happens. And so I am gifted to be able to say, you know, this person passed away and, you know, I was there in the last moments of their life. And I'm just grateful as I look back and I think about this and I do think about him sometimes. I think about, I'm glad that I was kind and that I was compassionate and that I was able to provide him support in a time where I knew he could still hear me and he was able to feel comforted by someone. And I know he heard me because when I said, hey, stay with me, he turned and looked me right in my eye. And so to this day, I'm just very grateful that I was able to do that. So I'll be on the air for a little bit. If anyone has any questions, comments, anything you want to share, of course, you can be anonymous. I just wanted to share that with you and just remind you that in time, things get better and time heals all wounds. So I'll talk to you soon. This is Elle.